Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And just a quick reminder that next Sunday is going to be our monthly Twitch stream. Bethany will be telling us about some crazy folklore, I believe. Um, It may just turn into another stream where we just read Reddit posts and talk about random things and let the people in the chat, you know, make us change topics, basically. But those are always the most fun anyway. Um, last time, that is exactly what we ended up doing. We just started chatting and had a whole lot of fun with everyone. So be sure to tune in next Sunday over on Twitch at 8 p.m. Central. It's just a lot of fun. So you're missing out if you don't come over. We are preparing for Bethany's move coming up here soon. Um, we don't know. Not that we could tell you anyway. I don't know if we could even say it, but um, we don't know. And <laughs> you're more than likely going to see a lot more Twitch streams from us in the future just because, I mean, once she does move, it'll be our way of seeing each other, yeah. basically. Yeah, so it'll be fun. So just be prepared um, for more of them in the future. And yeah. Anyway, today, Bethany is going to tell us about a folklore that has been on several popular paranormal shows. Like, chances are, if you've ever seen one, this is, like, the big one that they do, especially on Taps and Ghost Ventures. And it's one of those ones that, like, back in the day when you watched commercials, it would be, like, next week on Ghost Adventures. And then they would do like this, all this like fake scary stuff to make you think it's going to make you think it's like the scariest thing that's ever happened. So um, be prepared. It's the scariest thing. But anyway, I'm going to let Bethany take it over from here. So I'm going to pass it over to you. Yeah, so as you guys know, we're making our way across our folklore poster. We've I feel like at this point we've knocked off like 11 or 12 of them. That sounds about right. Yeah, and it is on Ghost Adventures. It was on tabs. It's on a couple of them. You know, Zach Baggins. Baggins. I say Baggins. I know that's not his name. He's pronouncing his name wrong. Um, <laughs> and he's can- supposed to be. I think it's Baggins. Zach Baggins. It's stupid, whatever. But I always want to say Zach Baggins. Does that not like? It feels like it should be Baggins. Ba- and I, I'm, you know, nobody knows their name more than the actual person. So I believe him. That's how he pronounces his name. Um, but before we get to the folklore aspect of it, and there is some spooky parts of it, I'm not gonna Winchester House, you guys. Okay. Um, Because I know how everybody was so excited for Winchester House, and then I basically just told you how, you know, she's a nice lady, and it wasn't that scary. Um, This one is is spooky, but that'll be at the end. First, we're going to go through, like, a little history lesson, Um, and today we're going to be talking about the Queen Mary that is now permanently dry docked, and I hope when I say dry docked, you guys basically put two and two together. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, most people, you know. We, yeah, well, there's I mean, always that one person. There's always that one person. But it's permanently dry docked in Long Beach, California. So we're knocking off one of them for California. Um, There's only two left because this is our second California one. Because we did Winchester House. 
in California is so large that there's like four of them on it. But (laughs) in 1929, Cunard Lines, which was basically this company that's responsible for making a lot of big commercial ships, cruise ships, transportation ships, back in the like early 1900s, they were the line that did this. Um, But they began brainstorming to design a new super ocean liner that's a mouthful, mm-hmm. for their North Atlantic route. Um, and on May 28, 1930, Cunar announced a company in Clyde Bank, Scotland. Oh, my God, there's so many, like, long-winded things I have to say in this. <sighs> Run by a man named John Brown would build this massive ship. So, basically, he got the contract, and it was going to be built all the way um in scotland so i thought that was pretty cool i had no idea i mean i had seen this like on you know obviously all the paranormal shows like me and crystal have watched all of them but they just do like the spooky aspect they don't give as much history on the ship i guess and that's why when i was writing today's episode i'm like nope we're gonna have a little history lesson because a lot of this i didn't know and i'm sure bunch of y'all are weirdos like me and crystal and like to know useless knowledge like this so let's i'm still like wondering if we're gonna hear about how it got from scotland to california we will okay it was also a thing that i was like i wanted to look up because i was like it was originally made in scotland like that's a long and it's gonna eventually make its way to california and then it also goes a bunch of other – we'll get there. I promise. I promise. Um, and obviously, this was during the Great Depression. Um, well, around that time frame, you know, 1930 is when they're given the contract. And they haven't necessarily started working on it yet. And um, fun fact. I'm going to throw in a fun fact here. And then I do have some fun facts for the end of the episode. I guess that's going to be like me and Crystal's new thing. Um, but my papa told me a story while I was home this last time and he doesn't speak about his family that often. It's kind of like a, I guess, childhood trauma. Um, so I know like nothing about like my great grandfather or my great, great grandfather. Like I, we literally, even my mom that we know very little, he just doesn't talk, but he, for some reason wanted to share and he got on the topic of the great depression which I thought it was really odd that when I got home from that trip and then started researching for this episode, like a whole chunk of it was talking about the Great Depression. So it was like one of those goose pimply, bumpy moments. And I was like, whoa. Um, but he let me know that my great grandfather was actually the third oldest of 11 children. I oh, never, wow. Yeah, I had never known that. I didn't know. And for all I knew, my great-grandfather could have been an only child. I had no idea. So that he was, was his dad. Yes, my papa's dad. He was the third oldest um, of 11. There was 11 of them total. Two or three of them actually um, ended up passing away from... Was it the Spanish flu or something like that? It probably wasn't the Spanish flu. It was some kind of sickness like that and three of them polio? passed away. No, not polio. Oh, God, I don't know, though. I guess I wasn't paying as much attention as a great, as a 
a good granddaughter should, but um, basically they owned a farm and my great, great grandfather was a sharecropper and they all worked on the farm and it was like a whole thing and they almost lost their farm and just Jesus. Great depression was wild. So imagine owning a big company like this, like imagine owning a cruise line company when cruise lines weren't even really a thing yet during the great depression where people literally have no money so basically like right now because yes 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 like not debt to income what's the word like the cost of living living yeah is the same now as it was during the great depression so yes it that's basically cunard lines like they had already made some uh like the Britannia, you know, mm-hmm. part of the royal ships. They made all of those ships. So, so Cunard or whatever their name is, I know I'm saying that wrong, is to, uh, I don't want to say Tesla, but like some big tech conglomerate today, basically, that's building something that we really don't need, but they have the money to build it, basically. Yes, like, did we really need these ships during the Great Depression? Probably oh, not. But I'm going to go through a history lesson, and it actually kind of worked out. Uh, um, But really, we would have been okay. Like, that money probably could have gone elsewhere, but I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, but on June 30th, 1931, so almost a year later, they officially began working on the Queen Mary. So it took, I mean, of course you have to get permits and materials and it's all the way in Scotland. So like if you needed a part that was in America, you had to wait for it to get there. Or if you, you know, you my drift mm-hmm. takes a long time. Too. Yeah. But on December 11th, 1931, so about six months later, they temporarily had to halt production. They hadn't even been started that long due to the bank not being able to secure the money for the loan that they needed to buy the materials. So basically, Cunard had money, but the Great Depression was happening and so much was happening at the bank that the bank basically spent that money and then couldn't give the money back to them in the form of a loan. Oh, that's nice. Basically. There's just a lot. I mean... The Great Depression was he- like was, it was rough. Rough. It was rough. Like it's crazy what we have today. Like all the recipes we have today that people like literally made nothing out of something, um, and just like people survived when they really shouldn't have. But like, yeah, it was crazy. So they basically had to stop. Just could not do anything because they did not have money to buy any of the materials. And these. Even though it's 1931, these were expensive materials. Like, it's just like today. Like, some houses can't be built and some things can't be fixed because the cost of materials right now. Like, another random fact. I know this because my family owns a construction company. The price of copper wires or copper pipes is about $3 an inch right now. Which is, to you guys, it's probably like, oh, I don't know if that's a lot. It used to be like 50 cents to a dollar. So it's now it's $3 to $4 for an inch. And an inch in a house or like your AC unit, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> you need a lot. So just think back 
how people are now is, like Crystal said, basically how people were in the Great Depression. So these dates kept creeping me out because my husband's birthday is May 28th and our wedding anniversary is June 30th. That's hilarious. And there's going to be more dates that correlate with my life and it was really creepy. That always happens to us though. I know. I'm weird about it. I always notice um, dates. It's like my thing. I don't know. And on April 3rd, 1934, after over two years of limited funds, the British Treasury granted Cunar Line the remaining money to finish the Queen Mary. And I don't want you guys to be like, if this is going to be a boat that's docked in America, why are all the British people doing this? And why is it named the Queen Mary? Um, This boat was basically made for Queen Mary. Okay. Uh, Queen of England. Okay. I feel like that was pretty. Put two and two together. Two and two together. But I want to explain for those that don't. Um, It was not named Queen Mary at first. It was like number 532 or something like that. Boat 532. But it was being built for Queen Mary. And they wanted it. And they wanted it to be the biggest and flashiest and prettiest. So they wanted all these celebrities to ride upon it. And they couldn't finish it, and it couldn't be that thing. So finally, the British Treasury was like, okay, you know what? This Great Depression totally sucks for you guys over there. Let let us just, you know, front the bill. Just make sure that you finish it, and it's, it's pretty, and we can name it the Queen Mary. And that's basically what happened. Um, and on March 24th, so two years, almost two years later... Um, 1936, the Queen Mary is finally complete. So they started this, the idea started in 1929 and it took until 1936 for it to be. Yeah. That's crazy. But it's not like today. It's not like, you know, cookie cutters and they can like, bam, 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 rapid fire stuff out. Like it took a while and then the Great Depression and not having money and the last thing that they put in it was actually the boilers and the engine. And that's what took the longest. It took like a year for them to get the engine for this boat. Because it's a pretty big boat. Um, and it's finally complete. And like Crystal wanted to know, it makes its voyage from Scotland to California. They got it, basically. They had like these tugboats and whatnots and a part of the British... Um, Royal Navy kind of escorted her to make sure that she was running. They basically got her into open water and just let her, like, go at it to see if she could keep up with the speeds and the weather and the waves and everything was functioning right. So they had plenty of time to checklist all that off from Scotland to California because that is a pretty long journey. Okay, but, like, where did they cut through it? That's my question. Like, was the Panama Canal open at this point, or was that after this? I have no sense that, of time. That, I literally have no idea, and my sense of geography and everything is absolutely garbage. Because I, the only other way that they could have gotten there was to go all the way down underneath South America. I'm assuming that's what they did because they said that it went all the way from Scotland and, like, halfway through the the British Navy met up with them and they had like several tugboats and then it went it's it went to Southampton and then finally it went to Long Beach. 
So oh. I'm assuming so. I was just taking their word for it. They totally could have been lying to me or it could have gone a different way. But yeah, I'm just, just not going to pretend like I know that because I'm going to be honest. I do not know. That's just, I'm just going to assume it was whatever the. I mean, that's the only way they could thing go. Underneath. I, what's it called? Is it is Cape Horn the one in South America or is that Africa? I don't know. I have. Oh, I gonna be real honest. If I were told to look at the US map and point out stuff, um your girl would be struggling. So I have no sense of direction or I'm a real life Dory. But on May 25th, 1936, King Edward and Queen Mary and also uh, Duchess Elizabeth was also there. Um, I think that's what she was called. You're not. Are you a princess yet? Or are you a duchess? How does that work? You can be both. Both? You can be I, the duchess of something. I think she was the duchess of York. Or... Yeah. Yes. Anyways, they were all there. Um, and her future husband. Um, Charles? Charles, yes. There we go. They were all there. Mom, dad, and the Duchess. Is it? She can be a Dutch Duchess. Duchess? She can, yes. She can be a Duchess, even though she is the princess. I think in the research, they called her duchess so that's why i assumed it had to be the same thing because i was like well obviously we know she's a princess because that's their child you know mom and dad are king and queen um but on may 25th 1936 like i said king and queen go to visit the ship so that it can finally set sail on its maiden voyage two days later on may 27th 1936 that is the first official I guess you could say trip, even though she's gone other places and they had her go a few places before. But this is like her first trip with like public passengers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the whole thing, King and Queen, they went out there, you know, metaphorically broke a bottle and they were like, Mazel Tov or <laughs> whatever they had. I don't Jewish. I know, but that's the only thing I can think of, you know, when they're like What's another saying that people say for stuff like that? I don't know. I guess I'm Jewish at heart because Mazel Tov is always the first thing that. I have no idea. I know. Nothing. See? Nothing's coming to mind. I have no idea. Not at all. That's why you just want to be like Mazel Tov. So Mazel Tov. Um, But I mean that respectfully. I guess I just only know Jewish things. Um, It's probably my love for Adam Sandler. We had just survived the Great Depression, like we talked about, and then on September 3rd, 1939, so three years later, war was declared against Germany, and we all know where this is going, or I would hope that you know where this is going. I was bad in history class, but we needed more ways to safely get our troops over there. Uh, We did have the U.S. military, and we had the British Royal Navy and all the other places, but it wasn't enough. We weren't fully prepared yet. This was still early. This was 1936 to send people to other countries. Um, so 
they basically transformed Queen Mary into a troop ship, and she was given a new name. They repainted her. They completely gutted her, and she That's was sad. I know, and like Crystal will post pictures, or Austin Crystal pictures to Crystal. I think I just had a small stroke, um, but. The original Queen Mary was very like old Hollywood. It was like marble and tile and very like Titanic isk. Um, big, you know, staircases, big marble pools. They had two pools inside of it. Um, a gym with all the super sick, nasty old gym equipment, you know, where the women would stand and like shake you, <laughs> vibrates you. Um, some of the original stuff's in there still, but yeah, no, they gutted all that out. And she was like the traditional, like red and black and white colors that all cruise ships normally typically have. They completely just like gutted her, put a bunch of, they put an armory inside of her. So like when the soldiers were being transported, they could have like stuff for their guns and whatnot on it while they were traveling. And she was given a new name. She was called the Grey Ghost and she was painted all gray. Um, And she was given this name and the Queen Mary specifically was chosen to do this because she was extremely fast you remember that engine that i told you was the last part that was put into her mm-hmm. well somebody did their job very very well because it wasn't a typical cruise ship or transportation engine it was like a tokyo drift zero to 60 engine <laughs> like that thing went and that was basically why she was chosen because she was fast and she was two times the size of the titanic um, and I think in people's mind, when they think of the Titanic, they think this massive ship and Titanic was big. Don't get me wrong for the time in the time period, it was big, but, and I saw pictures of it and they put scales. And if you put the Titanic next to the Queen Mary, it looks like it's a baby, Aww. <laughs> like a baby, like tugboating around. Um, but that's basically why she was chosen. And in the summer of 1940, she was solely used. So, like, a couple of times they were letting her be, like, a regular transportation ship when they didn't need her. But in 1940, she was solely used as a transport for troops to designated areas. And celebrities and royal families would have to wait to voyage upon the Queen Mary again. Uh, Walt Disney voyaged on Queen Mary, um, who Bob Hope. I don't know if people know who Bob Hope, uh, Bob Hope and his wife, uh, a bunch of royal, like all the royal family, like would come because basically it's named after them, after Queen Mary. Um, Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill rode aboard the Queen Mary actually numerous times. He would go back and forth and like sign stuff. Like he took one, they took him up to Canada one time to sign some uh not treaties but i don't know i guess laws or things things that were going to be happening during the war and things that they needed to discuss and stuff and they basically were chauffeuring winston churchill around so 
And then the war finally ends in 1946, as we all know. And the Queen Mary is turned back into a regular transportation ship. They take off the green paint. They give her... They try to put all the original stuff back into her. But it had been so much time. And they kind of gave her a little upgrade. And she was giving her swimming pools back. And they took the armory out. And it's just crazy that this ship had this much done to it in this short amount of time. And it was literally supposed to be like a cruise ship. That's just wild to me. And she barely got to be a cruise ship. I know. It was like, yay, the celebrity like liner and then it's like oh we're in a war you have to have guns and stuff um but the queen mary sailed on open water proudly from 1936 all the way to 1967 and on july 27th 1967 they made the decision um because let's see she was still a good ship and she very much could be a transportation ship, but she's old and she's getting older and ships like this are very expensive to upkeep. And they basically sat down and they were like, look, it's getting expensive to, to like keep her up to date on open water. If we dry dock her somewhere and maybe turn it into a museum or a hotel, or we just preserve her we will have upkeep, but it won't be as expensive as her being on the water. So that's what they did on July 27, 1967. And they basically decided to permanently dry dock Queen Mary. And she sold to Long Beach. And when I say Long Beach, they sold Queen Mary to the city of Long Beach, California. Which okay. I thought was pretty cool. I would... I guess you never think of, like, cities buying things. I guess you always think of, like, people or, like, celebrities or politicians or mm -hmm. millionaires buying stuff like this. But, like, the, the, ta the city of Long Beach, California bought the Queen Mary. And she sold to Long Beach for $3,450,000. Okay. In 1967. I didn't do my... I know I normally give you guys like what that would be today. I'm sorry I didn't do that this episode and I just realized that I didn't. Um, I let you guys down. But say lovey. Um, so currently today you can stay at the Queen Mary as it was turned into a hotel in the early 1990s. So before the 1990s she was mainly just a museum and the city of Long Beach kind of used her, like, as a memorial thing um, for some of the troops and stuff. And But now you can just, you can go stay at the Queen Mary, and it's pretty popular. But, like I was saying and I was describing, the Queen Mary gives me The Shining vibes. Um, I hope everybody's seen The Shining movie. It's... It's a fave. Um, but it still to this day has a lot of its late 1930s decor like I was talking about. Still has some of the original gym equipment. They had filled up the pools with something else. But they did that. They took it out and had the pools. You can't use them today. And I'll talk about why. Um, long carpeted hallways. Like eerily long. Like you'll look down these hallways and you think it's not going to end type of hallway it's not creepy at all yeah 
Yeah, and you fully expect the twins from The Shining to be waiting for you at the end, holding hands, like a total jigsaw crossover. Do you want to play a game? And you're like, no, please, no. Um, But things started happening to the guests that stayed aboard the Queen Mary when she was turned into a hotel. Because when she was a transportation, people weren't on it very long. It was like, a, a, at the most, a five-day trip. I think that was her longest trip. Um, she went from, like, France, and then she went to New York, and then she went back to California. I think it took, like, five days um, or Wait, something like that. There's no way it took only five days to get to California. That is what it said. There's I, no way. It would take, like, two months. I have no idea. At I, least it would I take two months. I promise you. That's why I said, unless these people were absolutely lying I think to me. They, they had um, to. There's no absolute way. And one of the websites I used was, like, the actual, like, historian for the Queen Mary, for the people that upkeep it from Long Beach, California. So, if those people are out there spreading lies, I believe you. Because it's in my head. Yeah. Um, but... Guests laying in their beds at night, and you can stay in these rooms specifically. It's just like the Stanley Hotel in any other spooky place in the world. People love monetizing on it, which get your bag. Like, that makes so much sense because there are people that will do that. Yeah. But they would be laying in their beds at night and would be awoken to the sensation of something either rubbing their face, like, you know, caressing mm-hmm. just gently, or they would be like poking, <laughs> like wake Ew. up, like wake up, like an actual poke on the face. Um, that would creep me out so yeah, much. I would not be able to go back to sleep. But uh, and in the bathrooms, toiletry items like toothpaste bottles, uh, toothbrushes, shampoos would just be like visibly thrown across the bathroom. I don't know what's up with the bathrooms, but apparently the bathrooms, that happens. And there's a little myth on what caused the ship to, I guess, originally, I'm air quoting here, originally be haunted. But in 1942, when she was still used as a troop ship, the Queen Mary actually collided with the HMS Curacao, which was if I'm correct, part of the Royal Navy, and they were ba- basically acting as a tug po- tugboat guider for the Queen Mary. They were, like, in front of them, and they were going at, like, a zigzag motion in case, like, any torpedoes or anything was coming through the water. It would hit, or they were they didn't know where they were going. Or if anything was going to hit, it would hit them first and not the Queen Mary, which I'm not sacrificing myself like that, but shout out to them. But it was guiding, it was basically guiding the Queen Mary. Um, And the captain of the Queen Mary underestimated just how fast she was. But I mean, this is why she was recruited is because of how freaking fast she was as a ship. Um, And they collided and the Queen Mary actually cut the HMS Curacao in half. Oh, God. 
Yeah, and it killed 330 souls aboard the HMS Curacao. Nobody on the Queen Mary was hurt. Queen Mary is a big old ship, okay? She was fine. She was fine. She was like, tis but a flesh wound, you know? Tis a scratch. Uh, Arrow to the knee type of thing. Um, But 330 of them died, and it's really sad and this is horrible this is the really messed up part where people will get pissed off due to security clearance it was somewhat covered up which is why it's not publicly listed everywhere um the truly even more messed up part is the queen mary didn't stop to like help because like not everybody died um a good majority of them died on impact because it hit directly in the middle and then the bottom half sunk and then the other top was just there Mm -hmm. um some burned to death and then the water was so cold that the other half of them died from hypothermia um but they just kept going because they couldn't let people know where they were because other people were listening and that would let them know where they were and where the troops were and so they just kept going and two hours later another british ship from the british royal navy took aboard the 99 survivors so out of over 400 passengers only 99 people survived and that was because it took two hours for a ship to just happen to go by and get them out of the water so Hmm. But supposedly, if you go into the boiler room of the Queen Mary today, you can hear the screams of the men that were killed during the collision because that's where the Queen Mary impacted, was the boiler room impacted with HMS Curacao. Okay. Or they claim. I don't know. Have I personally seen this or heard this? No. I'm just giving you info from the stories I found. <laughs> um, but one room in particular is so haunted it was actually gutted and nobody has been allowed to enter it in 30 years. Okay. Uh, well, besides paranormal investigators because Zach Baggins of course. and Taps and BuzzFeed and all, yeah. they've, they've gone in this room. Um, but it's cabin B three four zero. It's just this like I'm sure it was decorated. All the rooms are decorated, but now it's just like this eerily creepy room with solid white walls and solid white floors, and there's like literally nothing in it. And they went in there and smashed up the tub and the toilet and the sink, so nobody can go in there and use it. That's terrifying. Seems extra, but um, but when the Room was used. People could check into it. The bed would violently shake. Like just shake. And then would almost completely lift off the ground. And then just drop. Over and over and over again. The entire night. And guests would just leave in the middle of the night. They wouldn't even check out. They would just pack their bags. And like I need to get off the ship. So that's. I want to stay there. I feel like out of all these stories that I heard listening to, um, this one and then the last one I'm going to tell you about, I believe these two. Because, like, why would they just, like, people still stay there the day. Why would they just completely destroy this room and, 
I don't know. It just it's definitely weird. Yeah, it just that's too. I don't know. Okay. Suspicious. Yeah, sus sus baka. Um, as my seven year old would say. But okay, sus. Oh god, I hear it so many times a day. He's so he's so mainstream. <laughs> um. Okay. So one last spooky story. In its prime, the Queen Mary had two indoor pools, as I was telling you guys, and they are pretty cool looking. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Ghost Ship, which is to yes. this day has the best opening scene of a scary movie I've ever seen. Like it just is like the credits come on and then you're like, bam, stuff starts happening. And you're like, oh, my God. Um, but the Queen Mary kind of gives me ghost ship vibes in the pool specifically because there's a scene in the movie where there's a pool um, and you can go on YouTube and watch videos and it's it's creepy. And um, there was two pools. One was for first class passengers, obviously, because why wouldn't we do that? Um, and that was an all all marble, I guess, pool. It's very old That's Hollywood. Yeah, bougie, swanky pool. Um, and the other one is just for the rest of the peasant guests, I guess, which would be me. Um, but a 12-year-old girl actually drowned in one of the pools in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, her ghost is known to haunt the pool. And I actually watched one of the historians, and he seemed very truthful. Like, he knew his stuff. He knew, like, everything about the Queen Mary. And he also um, is a historian for the Titanic. He's actually studied some of, some of the artifacts that they've brought up from the Titanic. I thought that was pretty cool. I watched his video on YouTube. And he has seen her. He is one of the people that can vouch for it. He's been on it. Naturally, he has to go in there and, like, take records and stuff. And he's actually seen um, her ghost. And a lot of people have seen her apparition. And they describe her the same way. Um, they describe her as walking straight out of Woodstock. Like, just think. How he described it is he saw a young girl around, like, 12 or 14. In which she was 12, so that would fit. And she's wearing like these bell-bottom jeans and her hair is bone straight, like eerily straight because, fun fact, just throw them out for you guys for free today. In the 60s and 70s, they didn't have straighteners. So they would take an iron, like an like you iron your clothes and iron their hair. So it was like straight like it just went straight down yeah my nana used to do that yeah and that's how they describe seeing this girl and it's just like also that would be really cool don't you think like if you had to see a ghost like i would want to see a 60s ghost that'd be really cool oh totally awesome right um but numerous custodians have reported seeing children's wet this creeps me out (laughs) this creeps me out but custodians like you know the janitors and stuff that keep it clean like when the guests aren't there or like in between you know if you go on a cruise like there's that period in between cruises where they clean everything yeah well this is when it's been cited and um 
one particular custodian, it was a lady. She said nobody had been, no guests had been on the ship in like two weeks. So it was really odd. But she went in there just to double check because they were going to have a trip soon. And um, she could see wet footprints exiting the pool. No, that's not creepy at all. And she said it was small, like a child or like somebody that was smaller. That's terrifying. This was when she wasn't dry docked yet. This is when she was still on the open water, like like in the 60s. Because she wasn't dry docked until 1967. So, that part definitely gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was like, one, you know nobody's on the ship. And unless somebody snuck their, like, child or something, w- why would this be there? It definitely. I don't know. But guests have also reported what feels like a smile a small child holding their hand or a hand brushing against them when ro- walking around the pool which is now closed like i was saying nobody is allowed to swim in either of the pools um for safety reasons and is that a covid i thought like a covid thing or like a just too many um, bad things have happened like they've already had one drowning in it in the 60s and just a lot of creepy things happen to people when they're by them. And also, they kind of want to monetize it because you can't use it throughout the year. But during Halloween, you can go and they set up this, like, maze haunted house thing in the pool. Hmm, okay. In the pool area. And there's a YouTube video. You can go on YouTube and watch it. Just type in Queen Mary Pool Halloween Attraction. And it's really creepy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, that's basically all that it's used for now is for Halloween and stuff. Unless you want to go stay there in one of their rooms, um, year round today. And that is all that I have for you. See, I told you it was going to be, it was going to be spooky-ish. I didn't do you guys like I did you for Winchester. Um, at least it was some. At least this was somewhat believable. Some of these folklores we've had on the poster are just like straight up like that had no create creativity <laughs> behind them, um, or like you can laugh at it. like you can laugh at Mothman. Yes, you can laugh at some of the other. You can laugh at Oklahoma Octopus. I can die laughing at Oklahoma Octopus. All day long. But for the Queen Mary, at least I gave you guys some history background. And she did do a lot. And then the whole, like, basically killing an entire ship. That's crazy. I didn't know I mean, I would. I didn't either. That's why I was glad that I researched the history of it. And I threw it in there. Um, because I was watching one video, the, the historian dude. And he was like, well, I mean... She did murder somebody or murder people. And I was like, how did a ship? I was like, wait a minute. So I like went to Google and I was like, Queen Mary ship law in Long Beach, California murders people. And it brought up that. And it was like, I had to go through several different links because really they, it was hush hush. Um, because they had, to, they didn't have to cover it up, but like, I get it. Like the, it was security thing. And if they, like, were on the intercom. Because back then, like, people from everywhere listened to everybody's intercoms. And they would try to, like, intercept conversations. And Morse code was used. And sometimes Morse code didn't work. And, you know, 
I get it. But also, I don't think I could be on a ship and then just leave people dying in the water. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I could either. That's just me. That's just my soul. But I clicked on one of the links that you sent and it sent me my sources. Yeah. And it took me to another link. And apparently there's a Starbucks on board. I did not know that, but it <laughs> makes sense because it has been updated. And I know there's like a cafe and stuff on it. Yeah, there's all kinds of restaurants. Yeah, the, people. The Starbucks cracked me up. Yeah, it's a huge ship. It is a very large. Um, and it's literally right there on the water. Like it's right there on the water, basically. Not in the water, but right there in... That's a pretty area. I mean, I wouldn't mind adding it to our list of places we need to go stay. Just to, like, say we did it. Is it not in the water? It looks like it's in the water. Like, it's on a deck. Not, like, a deck, but, like, a pier. It's like... like, It's, like, in in the water. It's, like... The way they describe it, it's, like, like, uh, I don't know, like, hovering, I guess. Or, like, it has, like, something that's, like... I guess technically it is in the water. It has like something that's like built around it. Oh, okay. Type thing. But it, I guess it, it basically is in the water, but it's, it's there. It's just not like as deep in the water as it would be if it was like. It's like not free floating, you know? I get you. I get you. Yeah. Because they have, to, they have to upkeep it and stuff. And I, I think the last number it was like. They had to spend, like, over the years, total, like, $3 million to upkeep it and restore some of it and stuff. Yeah, that's the reason they were like, yeah, she can't be on open water anymore because it's costing a lot of money because it's older. It's not like these new cruise ships. to keep it updated for, like, people to stay Stay there, then, like, make it ship ready. Well, like, like, you know, sea ready. fuel and stuff to drive around. It's a huge boat and, like, all the other stuff that they have to make sure that it can be able to, like, maneuver and stuff in the water. And I don't know. There was a lot of stuff to it. And there was a lot of logistics things that I was reading upon about it. And basically, they were just like, ah, it would be cheaper for us to just turn it into a museum or a hotel. Hmm. So they did it. Because they want to keep it around. They didn't want to, like, um, you know how when, like, boats are, like, they don't need anymore, they, like, take it out somewhere and sink it and it becomes, like, a, a like reef. A man-made, yeah, coral reef. Mm-hmm. God, that was, I was <laughs> about to say royal grief. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm That's dead. not right. That's not right. <laughs> I had to stop myself and, like, think about it before I said it out loud. Um, But, yeah, that's basically what they they came up with. And, of course, the people that owned it were like, well, we're not not just going to give it to you. You, like, you have to buy it. So that's when Long Beach was like, well, she's been docking here, you know, since she came to America. Like, we deserve her. And that's when they bought her for the $3 million. That's crazy. Well, three and a half, basically, million dollars. I still want to know when the Panama Canal was made. I feel like that was not in the 30s. I so, don't know, but I promise you when I did my research, it said that they 
travel because that's when they did her first initial test on how she was running. Wait, so their very first time that they ever took her out, they took her all the way to California? Yeah, I'm, yes. What? Yes, they were making sure that she that ran smoothly. No. Because How did they do that? That is what I read because when I was doing the research, she broke some kind of record for how fast she went. And it was like the record for a long time. And then the British Navy took that record back um, like three years later. I'm but yeah, very she broke confused why they would take her kind of record. from there all the way to California. I don't know because in my mind, I was thinking that they were going to have this guy from Scotland fly or not fly. Jesus. <laughs> very millennial, millennial me. Or like travel to America and build it here. You well, know? But. Okay, but I'm very, I'm very confused, and I'm sorry. I'm very, very confused. So, like, how did it get back from California to the UK in order to be in a to be on the Northern Atlantic route for? Well, they they said that, but she like she went everywhere. Like, she went everywhere. I know two trips that she made was to France, mm-hmm. and she made another trip to New York. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other places. I don't – yeah, she went all over the place. And she broke a bunch of records, like a bunch of speed records on trips that other boats had made, and it took way more time, and she did it in, like, half the time because that's how fast she was. That's crazy. Yes, so. That's insanity. Um, but that's all I have for you guys. I'm looking up some fun facts for you guys um, because I forgot to do that. And then I feel like that's our new thing. Um, and I saw Besides one. Besides telling people to drink their water. Drink your water and take your meds and eat something today. Um, did, fun fact, did you know that M&M stands for Mars and Murray? No, I did not. Force Mars is the son of the Mars company. And it says he first spotted the British confection Smarties during the Spanish Civil War and noticed the candy shell prevented the chocolate from melting. He teamed up with Bruce Murray, son of Hershey Chocolate President, and they made M&M's. Hmm. That's interesting. I did not know that M&M's. So I, I mean, I obviously it stands or something, but well, now we call them M and M's. Yeah. Oh, and I read this one earlier. This is why I came back to this link. You can hear a blue whale's heartbeat from two miles away. That's terrifying. That I hate the water. Like, well, I, I, I don't know if that scares me. I don't know if I sent this to you, but I know Stephanie sent it to me, and it was a thing about how, like, I think it's a sperm whale. Like, you can hear a sperm whale's call, like, 500 miles away underwater, and if it was right up next to you when it made that noise, it would literally rip your body apart because of how loud it is. Oh, my God. That's... That's terrifying. I don't know how to take that. Like Neither that. do I. That's terrifying. That is. <laughs> I don't. That's terrifying. 
That's why I hate the ocean. Okay. Um, this one's just like so random, but it's a random fun fact. So the speed of a computer mouse is measured in Mickey's. <laughs> In Mickey's. <laughs> Mickey's. This is the Brit- the British scientist first invented the rollerball device in a mouse in 1946 while working for the Royal Navy. We were just talking about that. That's crazy. But the word mouse didn't get coined until 1965. I did not know that. Neither did I. That's crazy. Let's find one more and then we'll end it for you guys. That one was kind of stupid. <laughs> it was about the New Orleans Saints. Let's see. Let's see. You can major in wine at Cornell University. That sounds bougie. To it, become like a sommelier or whatever they're called? It says technically it's a degree in... Oh my god, I'm gonna murder this. Vit- vitic- viticulture? <laughs> yeah, viticulture. Enology? Viticolology? What? Viticulture and enology? AKA the cultivation of grapes and the science of winemaking, but you're still sending in our applications. That's hilarious. So you can go to Cornell University and learn how to um, make wine. Oh, wait. No, I got to say this one. So um, Lincoln Logs, we all know Lincoln Logs. Yes. It says Frank Lloyd Wright's son invented Lincoln Logs. That's interesting. Yeah. The famous architect designer for the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo inspired John Lloyd, oh my god, John Lloyd Wright to produce the interlocking log beams on a much smaller scale for kids. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I like his house, his dad's houses. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you no. imagine being the son of somebody that invented uh, Lincoln Logs? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, my creativity could never. No, me either. But... I can draw a cartoon all day long, but ask me to invent something? Yeah, we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> a long time. I don't want to invent things. I want to start rapid fire stuff that's already invented, thinking that I've done something. Be like, yes, yes, this would be a good invention. And then they'll be like, Bethany, that's already something. And I'd be like, wow. Rename it. Put your Never name on mind. It. Like that dude that swears he invented the clap on, clap off. Uh, okay, this is a what? funny story, but my favorite thing to do is to convince Tyler that I like bought something or did something and I really didn't. So, the, <laughs> uh, so for example, the other day I convinced him that uh, when I was at the store that I bought a clapper and installed it to our, um, like, our ceiling fan. So I was like, Tyler, I was like, you just got to clap. Just, like, just clap, and it'll turn off. And he's like, you're not. And I was like, yes, it will. I'm I'm, I was like, I'm telling you. I was like, I did it because neither one of us like getting out of bed to turn the light off. So I installed a clapper, and he was like, 
whatever. And I was like, do it seriously. And I talked to him into it and he started clapping and I died laughing. You are a bona fide <laughs> psychopath. God. It was so funny. Poor Tyler. He's like, it's it what he has to put up with. This house is a prison. Basically. Uh, I thought it was funny though. Alrighty, well, that is all that we have for you guys. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and going easy on yourself. And take your meds, like we say, drink your water, eat a meal, brush your hair, brush your teeth. Um, and yeah, and we will see you guys not next week because we have a Twitch stream, but the week after that. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.